Hello and welcome to the podcast We Are Selling, brought to you by Pitch, Sign and Sell, the real tear platform of choice of real estate professionals. As the market goes through its transition, the stabilisation, the buyer looking more closely at the marketplace than ever before and what's on offer, we are seeing not only the, the increase of the buyer's agent where the consumer is engaging someone to protect them in the asset that they purchase, whereas as a real estate professional, our job is to protect the asset. But as this happens, the agents are transitioning all over the country, are working really well with the buyer's agents. And joining me now is Mitch Bryson. Mitch, welcome in. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for having me. How long have you been a buyer's agent? We've been uh, in business now for just over 12 months on the Central Coast. And you were in construction before this. That's correct. Yeah. What got you excited about coming into being a a buyer's advocate, buyer's agent in the marketplace? It's purely a passion for me. I I guess that passion was ignited through our own purchase many years ago now and and subsequent to that. And yeah, just followed the heart. How many buyers do you look after at any given time? We don't help any more than four at once. And that's purely because we're we're a service-based business and we want to over-service those people. It's very important to us. And it's super time-consuming being out in the marketplace and, and making sure that they're proactively looked after and we find what they're looking for. How are you rewarded within that? We are paid by the buyer. We are paid a small retainer on engagement. And then only on success and exchange of contracts are we then uh, issued a, a success fee. And do most buyers stop looking altogether so there's a 95% chance you're going to get your success fee or are they still out there looking and you're engaged? We need to position our buyers that we're out there doing that for them. Now, people that have started their own buying journey and then come to us are always looking and pulsing the market. That's generally the portals, so we're aware of anything they're looking at. And uh, we always have private communication that allows them to throw those properties in should they want to. Um, Yeah, we can talk to them then, so... So even if they saw something online, they'll go, can you go and check this out? It might have popped up in their feed. It's not about, when we say finding it, it's more about discovering and confirming that the asset is something that's going to be in line with their brief. That's right, yes. That briefing process, how long do you take to, I don't know, it's a hard question because you're working on all different types of properties, but the briefing process, what's important for you to understand to get the best information and clarity out of them to get a result? It's the most important part of the process. It's the first thing we do after engaging and it takes as long as it needs to. Generally, it could take an hour. We might do two sessions at an hour, but we really want to get super clear on, on first of all, budget. We'll then work through different things about some locations they've actually been considering. We'll come back to that because then we need to understand what they must have in the property. Does it have to have four bedrooms? Does it have multiple living areas? Would they want views? Does it have to have level entry? All of these different things. Then talk about some things that they could just have in the property. Those things were what we call nice to have. Um, they're happy to compromise on these things. It might be that it has a space for a, for a study or a gym or it does have the view of the ocean. And then we'll actually circle back and make sure that we'll, we'll look at it, use our understanding of the marketplace, can their budget buy what they're after, and then we might have to change some of that around as well just based on our knowledge. How often do you find someone's expectation is out of line with their budget? Uh, it can be quite often, but we'll bring that back into expectation uh, first of all. And if we don't, we haven't done our job properly because that's what they're paying us to do. And we'll never take on a, a client and a brief that we know we can't can't purchase for, we can't complete. And that's really important to us because otherwise we're wasting our time, we're wasting agents' time, we're wasting vendors' time and potential clients. So uh, yeah, we, we make sure that we're well aware of what they're after. We can meet that and then we can complete it. 
Mitch, what type of people are, are attracted to the service? Because when we were chatting off air, I was blown away with the price range. I thought there might have been a, a real niche or rhythm to that, but you've been doing stuff from 545000 to $3 million, so that just shows you any human in the price range is there. But what type of person is attracted to it? Like you said, first home buyers, you know, we're at that first home buyer marketplace and believe it or not, they, they see value in the service, which is amazing because they haven't been through the process before and generally they're afraid of making mistakes or doing the wrong thing. Uh, we help people that are extremely time poor and value their time, so they'll outsource it to us. Uh, we help people that have begun their own journey. So a lot of people that come to us actually start in the marketplace looking and they may go through a, a period of missing out on certain properties. They may feel like they're not getting access to all properties so they'll engage us and, and find our help. We'll help people that are, you know, unfortunately, not everybody trusts selling agents. It's just what's happened. They might get broken down over time. They might be lied to. They might be gazumped. So those people will generally come to us and reach out just to be protected. We might get people for, for any sorts of reasons because there's different types of uh, levels of service. So that's just people that need the full buying service. There might be someone that just doesn't feel confident in negotiating on a property. They've identified the property themselves. They might reach out to us just to, for, for our help and to try and secure that property at the best price in terms. And Mitch, you're actually bidding at the auction for people as well? Yes, correct, yes. And what about timed auctions? Have you seen the uh, explosion of those coming into the market where you're watching the tick away clock? We haven't been involved in anything just yet, but we're aware of them. We're, we're seeing the hybrid auction now too, on-site plus digital. Uh, as a buyer, I can tell you it's quite frustrating because you can't see who's behind the screen, so just be aware of that. And uh, But it's great. It's great to see that people can be anywhere in, in Australia, even the world. I've been to one where the successful bid was in London, and they were representing themselves. It's been really interesting to see that acceleration. The agents were like, oh, that won't take off after COVID, it'll be back to normal. But the consumer really enjoyed it. That was interesting to observe. Tell me, where do you see this going next? Here we are, end of uh, 2022, 2023 is coming up. Do you feel more people are going to entrust this service versus just the traditional way of searching? I do, yeah. I think it's, it's definitely going to grow legs, uh, and it already has, especially on the central coast. Uh, traditionally, it's, it's big in Sydney. It's big in these premium places that people have a lot of wealth and, and understanding and knowledge, um, and it's coming this way. You know, We're seeing a lot of people relocate from these areas from Sydney to the central coast, and they value that service. We're seeing local home buyers now because there's more agencies starting to open up on the coast and they're building awareness here and educating people about the value of a buyer's agent and how we can help people. And I think two local selling agents are starting to understand the value of working with a buyer's agent, which is quite important. Yeah, you mentioned this off air, but if you guys turn up, it's game on. You're not browsing. You've gone through this process. Purchasers paying a retainer. They want, a six, they want to pay the success fee, meaning they find a property. For a selling and buyer's agent... It's game on. This this fits the brief. We've got the dough. What are the terms? And then it goes back to the parties at B. Correct. Yeah. We're both there to get the transaction done uh, fairly and work together. So, you know, a selling agent doesn't have to go through and qualify the buyer at all. They know we're there. Uh, we turn up. We're ready. And we have all that information at hand too. And then from our, obviously, relationships, we think the selling agents are quite transparent with us as well. Uh, and everyone gets it done. And, and it works for both parties, which is the most important thing. Yeah, I think this is a clean way of doing business. Seeing it grow so much as I have, I suppose the block was a, a, a good example over the last, not the last one, but over the last few years, it's quite okay. And then you've got profile people that don't want to be seen on the lawn. I, I don't want to know that it's my family trust buying it or whatever it is. We've got professional representation. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, we don't. 
because some people are involved in something where, okay, it's three doors away from my place. I don't really want the neighbours communicating with me. It's an asset that I'm buying, but by sending somebody else in, and what's the disclosure on that? Do you, it's only at the contract stage that you have to disclose who the buyer is? Through the process, if someone wants to say confidential, we will. We'll always uh, respect that. Now, we'll share, generally our clients will turn up with us on an inspection anyway. So they're, obviously their details are there and they're, they're known to the selling agent. But yes, of course, we have to put their details on the contract so people are aware of that. You know, they'll get added to databases and things like that also. So we ha- personally haven't helped someone that's confidential which is great because it just shows that mums and dads are seeing value in the service and wanting to take it on. But, you know, the Central Coast is taking off. We're seeing some huge sales around the area and they've all had buyer's agent representation, not locally, but from Sydney. So hopefully we can start to, to capture some of that as well. Yeah, and I've got some uh, a very, very good reason for your service to kick in. Tell me about the properties here on the coast are getting older. The, the renovation of property is getting more expensive How's the building report affecting the transactional process where, you know, it's a great house, it's a big block, but by the time I put new bathrooms and kitchens in, we're up another big chunk of money. The age of home, that part of the process, how's that affecting you? It affects buyers subjectively. Not everyone is open to renovation and completing the works now because they understand the increasing costs. Labor is harder to get hold of, especially the wait times for builders these days that are reputable. So there's definitely a demand for a turnkey product. And it makes sense. You know, you can do numbers on completed homes right now versus buying a home in the same street and doing that exact home. You're definitely ahead if you're buying turnkey. I was on the Northern Beaches on the weekend and I was noticing the increase of stunning display home on a main road for the knockover and build, whereas no one ever did that. It was a renovation nation. You just keep strapping caravans to the top and keep on going. But now we've hit that point that it is cheaper to knock over and build versus all the old services and so forth, you may soon become a land specialist, uh, Mitch, because that can happen. Yeah. Give me the worst house of the best street. When we're going on location and size only, that's another side of it that comes through. What's been your interaction with the agents? You mentioned before lots of them are open to do it. Is there agents that aren't open to do it and you know don't give you that same confidence as the, the great agents who are working with you? There are definitely agents that um, receive it differently when we turn up. Now, I think it's just all about awareness and education. They're just not to know. You know, these guys might have been around for 30, 35 years. They're just like, we've done this all the time. You're taking buyers from me. I work with the buyers, uh, are things we might see. You know, it's, as we go along and we build the relationship with them and we tear that down and they might go through part of the process and transaction with us. You know, we've just done one over the weekend with, with an agent who's been around for a long time and hopefully that understands they can see now the value of that. You know, I, I feel like generally most agents are, are receptive. They understand what we're doing. Uh, we're pretty, you know, I always try and say, you know, we're, we're pretty straight. We'll tell them exactly what, what we're doing with our buyers. Um, we're honest with them. You know, we're there to, to help each other essentially. We, we can unlock more stock for them too, just like the traditional buyer-seller. We're a buyer. You know, agents, selling agents are understanding that. So if we have a brief, we'll sit down you know, we, it might be an area specialist, we'll identify some homes and then they're going to go and try and unlock those for us. So agents are starting to see value in many different ways and it's important that they do because if, if you don't, you're going to get left behind, I believe. Mitch, I think they'd be open-armed to you right now in the current marketplace. Final questions for you. We're getting close to Christmas and a lot of, I was actually at a wedding on the weekend, they were saying, oh, well, no one's going to move now. Well, if you sold eight weeks ago, you don't, Think about Christmas. You're thinking, where will my kids be going to school or where are we going to be residing? 
So there is a lot of panic buying before Christmas. Uh, how many people are you looking for at the moment? We've got four on at the moment. Um, everywhere from a, a developer, $3 million, back down to uh, investment, just over 550 So a broad array. And those people are seeing value in our service now because they can switch off and enjoy holidays and work Christmas parties and start to plan next year. And we're silly enough to be in the marketplace still, uncovering some great deals and some great buying opportunities that they might not be aware of. And the other thing is, too, humans are really weird. You know, if you've got your house on the market right now, it may have seen its campaign and it's just sort of going to sit there until Christmas. As we know, the longer it goes on the market, it's not going to be better for, for the vendor. So they may want to just clean slate, sell it, move it, and price is relevant. And they'll start next year fresh, and, and we, we might be lucky enough to pick up some of those, too. Uh, one of the quotes we do on this show is the golden rule of real estate, Mitch, which is the longer your property is on the market, the less the purchasing community expect to pay. And the agents don't always communicate that through to the owner that, you know, price equals time. If you're cheeky on price, it could take a while. But as you know, we can get those lesser results. We're all seeing it on the Central Coast right around the country. There's a lot of signboards still up that you thought would have been cleared up, gone, finished. Uh, some of the most cracking streets in the area and you think it didn't go. So that's stabilisation. When we look at the next part of our marketplace to unfold, what do you feel is going to happen? I think we might have a little flurry come back. We're going to see some, some new reform. Land tax is going to enter. Um, there's definitely some incentive for first home buyers, which most of our areas and marketplaces on the Central Coast haven't been really, I guess, exposed to because of the purchase price limit. So I feel like um, but, you know, right now buyers are starting to get more confidence they're hearing maybe the interest rate movements are at the top. You know, we're starting to see some stabilisation and price protection in our marketplaces too, which which is great. We're not just seeing price adjustments down and chase the market. So I think maybe buyers will come back with more confidence. We're going to see some extra incentive for first-home buyers and some change-up of stamp duty. So it will give people more power in, in their purchasing and they might come back with more confidence, which is... Absolutely brilliant. Well, Mitch, thanks for coming in, sharing your story and... For those agents listening to this program, I think we have about 7,500 people listening to this program now, be open to being open. I think a lot of people, oh, but we've always done it this way. But I think the purchasing community does feel protected. Uh, I love when you said before that, you know, some people are just nervous. It's their first home. They don't know what to do. What do you do when buying a home when you've never bought one? Get some advice because they could make a mistake. They don't know the areas. And when it comes into that building reports and so forth, Mitch, I'd imagine you're also good to say, look, that's actually not that bad of a building report. I see a lot of homes of this age, oh, but it needs brand new roof tiles. Well, it's 40 years old and roof tiles last 30. It's actually done pretty good. Oh, but that means you've got to put a new roof on. But that's a capital improvement on the property. You are buying an existing property versus a brand new one because a lot of people see a building report and just freak out. And we know the building inspectors have to do their part because they've got to be protected in you know, anyone taking action against them. But someone explaining a building report to you in plain English can hold the whole deal together. But Mitch, great to have you on the program. We'd love to have you on in the future. And uh, looking forward to your next big case study, your next big soul story for us, where you can tell us what's going on and what the outcome was. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for having me. 